Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Nikki Foster, who's running for Ohio State Representative. We're going to just jump right into my conversation with Nikki today because we went a little long and I didn't want to cut any of it. Okay, so I'm reading up on you and I'm going to just give a brief resume rush here. So you went to public school, then you went to the Air Force Academy, uh, you got a bachelor's degree in political science. These are all great things. The thing I'm obsessed with is that you were an all-American rugby player. Yes. How did you get into rugby? Um, so it's it's an interesting story. So uh, I was recruited to play uh, soccer at the United States Air Force Academy. Uh, and after a week, I actually got cut from the soccer team. Sometimes they over-recruit, and my tryout was pretty it was okay. Um, and so when I, when I got cut after a week, um, my roommate was going out for rugby and I knew, I knew I needed to play a sport, uh, to kind of keep my sanity throughout the academy. It's very military rigorous and I needed a sport outlet. So I followed my roommate to, um, rugby tryouts and the tryouts went great. I was really super passionate about the sport cause I really liked American football and I got to hit people, which I thought was like really fun. <laughs> And, uh, you know, within the first, like, two weeks of playing, they actually nicknamed me Spaz because I would just hit anybody who either did or didn't have the ball. And it ended up being, like, kind of a term of endearment, so later it became Spazzy. And by the end of, like, four years, you know, I was an All-American winger. We had two national championships against uh, Penn State in 2002 and against uh, University of Illinois in 2003. And uh, I earned uh, second team All-American in 2003. So um, we, we had such a very strong team, very strong connections, and great coaches. So uh, it was kind of a happy, happy coincidence um, that one part of my life athletically was over, but then a new chapter began, and it was just a wonderful, fun ride. Um, I'm still involved with the team. I'm actually on the... Uh, alumni board for the Air Force Academy, and I was their first female board member. Wow. Do you still play sports? Well, you know, I've got two kids now. I've got an eight-year-old and a newborn at home, so uh, I like to lift weights. I try not to play rugby anymore. It's really hard on the body. Mm -hmm. um, I played, uh, I was a Air Force pilot for a number of years, so playing rugby and being a pilot, those two things don't really mix. Very cool. Let's get you introduced here. So who are you and for what are you running? Great. Good morning. I'm Nikki Foster. I'm running for the Ohio State House of Representatives in District 54. This represents the towns of Mason, Middletown, Lebanon, Deerfield Township, and Turtle Creek Township. It's uh, about uh, 120,000 people. I'm running to bring servant leadership and integrity to this office. Um, I believe that I have proven leadership experience throughout my time as a combat pilot and a veteran from the U.S. Air Force. I have over 200 combat missions flying over the deserts of Iraq and the mountains of Afghanistan. Um, I've flown in big tanker air refueling aircraft where we do air-to-air -air refueling, like you may have seen in the movie Air Force One. And then I also have some time in the Intel surveillance reconnaissance aircraft called the MC-12, where I used to look for the Taliban during our missions with the super strong camera and uh, we'd find folks and capture them. Uh, so 
half of my combat missions are in the air refueler and the other half are in the intel surveillance reconnaissance aircraft. How long were you in the Air Force? So I graduated from high school in 1999. I joined the academy in the fall of 99 and I did four years at the academy and then another 12 years of active duty. Um, In those 12 years, I graduated from pilot training in 2005 and then spent the subsequent 12 years flying airplanes. Were you in ROTC? No, the Air Force Academy is its own commissioning source, just like West Point in Annapolis. So it's a full four-year scholarship and a commission uh, as an officer. So you go to school every day in a uniform, um, and you, you know, march to class, and you uh, go to school in uniform. Your first year, you can't even go off base out of uniform. You have to stay in uniform all your freshman year. Wow. So it's a military academy. I'm still a reservist. I uh, recruit for the Air Force Academy um, in the northern Kentucky area. So why did you choose to run for this office rather than something more local or even more national? You know what? It's kind of like a happy coincidence. So so last year in 2017, after the inauguration um, and the, you know, the uh, farewell address that President Obama gave, I felt really motivated to throw my hat in the ring, mostly because I was one of those girls that was really interested in running. Um, I attended Girl State. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I am, yeah. Yeah, it was before um, my senior year of high school. And, you know, I met the lieutenant governor in Virginia where I grew up. And it was something I'd always wanted to do is run for office. So being at the Air Force Academy learning about service was all to kind of grow my leadership skills to someday run uh, when I was in my middle age uh, time frame. So once I left the Air Force and kind of started my career at General Electric, Last year, when President Obama said, you know, pick up a clipboard and run, um, I was running out of excuses why not to because I was no longer on active duty. So what I had done was um, I spent June, August, and all throughout last uh, fall preparing myself to run someday. So I attended a uh, New American Leadership Project, which is uh, run by a group that tries to help immigrants and sons and daughters of immigrants run for office. And I went to a seminar in Harlem. Uh, It was fantastic because I'm the daughter of two uh, Asian American, European American immigrants. And um, it was great to meet people like myself because going to the Air Force Mm -hmm. Academy, there are very few uh, people of immigrant origin there or even in the Air Force for that matter. So it was really nice to meet people like myself. Then I attended another uh, training in August in Columbus uh, called Vote Run Lead. These are all nonprofits that help uh, vote run lead helps women run for office. And, um, you know, there were some women who were running for Congress that were in the same room with me and others that were running for mayor and other seats. So we're all learning from each other. And then lastly, but not least, is something called the uh, Answering the Call or the New Politics Academy. That's also a nonprofit for veterans that are running for office, uh, AmeriCorps and Peace Corps uh, folks to bring public service back to office because we think that's what's missing from service these day or from public service these days is it's become so hyper-partisan that people aren't focused on serving all they're focused on serving their special interests. And so, um, I actually get rather regular coaching from new politics Academy, uh, to kind of keep me focused on my mission as to why I'm running. So when, the party approached me. So there was a 60 day plan that vote run lead kind of put me through and said, Hey, look, if you do these things, like reach out to the party, go to a couple events, you know, uh, show up at other people's fundraisers and say, hello, doors will start to open for you. And 
lo and behold, they did. So I had a party leader from the county in Warren County reach out to me and say, hey, we want you to run in 18. And I said, are you sure? I'm a veteran. I just moved here in 2015. Are you sure folks are going to embrace me? And they said, yeah, you're a veteran. That's why you moved here. Um, And that story should resonate. And the seat was kind of revealed itself uh, to me. And I actually met Leslie that way, too, because they were looking across the party, across the county, for someone to run against the incumbent. And the timing seemed to just work out together. So... I hope that answers your question, but it was yeah. almost just like the two things worked out. And I always wanted to be in the legislature versus city council or school board or something like that. Um, so to me, I think it was not only the legislature opening up, but also a seat that was a good place to start for a first time candidate. I think state Senate would have been a little too much territory. We've seen friends running for the first time in that area. And that's like almost half a million people. So it's just, I think we've got a good seat here. It's about 120,000 people. And, you know, Leslie, my campaign manager, and a lot of our supporters know the area very well. And so it helps us to run a very strong grassroots campaign where we can be very competitive in a short amount of time. So when you were at Girl State, did you have a political office in mind that you wanted to run for? Did you want to be president someday? Yeah, so I was that geeky uh, 17-year-old when the uh, local paper asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up. I told them I wanted to be the first female president mm-hmm. at 17. So uh, not at 17, but that's what I wanted to do at 17. Um, and I honestly thought, and my parents did too, that Hillary would beat me to it. Um, <laughs> and at that time, it was 99. She hadn't even run for state for the Senate yet. So it was kind of reading the tea leaves and going, which way is a country moving? And I thought she'd beat me. So um, I think one great thing about Hillary running is that she inspired others to step up. Um, and I think that's what we're all trying to do in 2018 is kind of carry the torch. What has the process of running for office been like for you so far? It's been really fun. So it's a lot of work. Uh, I've heard other people say this, and it is so true. You're basically running your own small business. So much of my success this year has been, hasn't had nothing to do with me. And I mean that in a very uh, grassroots way. So Leslie and I met, you know, right away, um, right after, while I was trying to get petitions signed. And because I was a veteran and a newcomer to the community, I really needed help from people in the community that wanted to see some change in the community. Warren County has been traditionally ruled by one party. And when I said I'd step up, there's this whole group of ladies um, that really wanted to see some change in the community. And some of them were already organizing on their own, um, meeting up at Panera Bread to you know, start to coordinate and organize. And I basically met these ladies and they have a very formidable group, 425 ladies in this group, and they coordinate with one another in closed forums to organize, to uh go to rallies, to be involved here in Cincinnati. And so, so many of them were involved with embracing me into their group and saying, yes, you know, you're the right candidate for us at this time. And so some of it was, I've been wanting to do this for years. And a lot of these ladies were waiting for somebody to step up. So it was kind of this perfect symbiotic relationship. And now we support one another. So if I go out to an event, you know, a lot of these ladies are, showing up at football games to pass out my literature. They're knocking doors with me. They're doing it while I was on, while I've been on maternity leave with my newborn. 
Um, so it's not just me. Uh, so hopefully that kind of gives you a sense for the grassroots piece of it. And then business-wise, you still have to raise money. So a lot of these women early on, they'd come to my living room and we we do call time. And some of them would just sit there with me for an hour before they really got to know me. And I would call all my veteran friends and give my pitch about servant leadership and integrity. And it also kind of helped the ladies and the team get to know me better more intimately and really get behind what we're trying to do, which is have servant leaders running for office and doing it for the right reasons. So a lot of these women, once they saw me, you know, in close proximity, we got to get to know each other, you know, they would stick their neck out for me and then then do a meet and greet and it would help me lead to more donations. So a lot of what we've done has helped us bring in more revenue um, and they're all from small donors, you know, having coffee at someone's house, having a nice little snack at someone's house in the afternoon. And that's how we've been able to grow the campaign. We've raised quite a bit of money so that we could put out mailers. Um, I think we're doing four flights of mail, which I think is pretty good for uh, trying to cover about 20,000 households. And then um, we're also doing a digital campaign. What has surprised you the most about this campaign? I think what surprised me is the groundswell of grassroots involvement. So what's interesting is that you have to keep this energy up from February all the way till November. And frankly, in February, there was quite a bit of energy, and some of it was like one of our early support groups came from Moms Demand Action. Um, so this happened like shortly after the Parkland shooting, and there were a lot of teenagers and mothers that were very concerned about their child's safety at school, and they wanted to know, hey, you're the latest candidate for the Democratic ticket in our district. What's your feeling on gun control? And you know, it's something that's such a hot button issue in Warren County. But for me as an Air Force veteran, I'm not afraid of firearms and I'm even a fire. I own firearms, but there has to be a point where you are interested in public health and safety. And so I am completely aligned with Moms Demand Action, where they have very middle of the road legislation that they want to pass to just keep firearms out of the hands of the bad guy. So universal background checks and common sense gun legislation And that's what kind of got me involved early. I think I went to several rallies um, early, like March, April timeframe, with a lot of the youth in Cincinnati that were just fed up with what they were seeing nationwide. Um, And they just need leaders of character to step up and say, we will not put up with this any longer. And Ohio has very loose gun laws. And a lot of the legislators have kept these laws moving forward or bills getting passed that make some of the gun legislation kind of scary. And so I think it's time to kind of step up and show some character there that, hey, let's have some common sense. But that's how we started. And then, you know, other things would start to come up and we started to kind of align with different groups to kind of, you know, who know who we are at our core. You're a mom, you've got two young kids, one very young. (laughs) You're working. What gives you energy? I think... What we've learned throughout this process uh, is that um, so much of it is passion for what you're doing, right? So my father and my mother came over from, um, my father came over from the Philippines in the late 60s as an immigrant, and my mother came over from uh, the Netherlands in the early 60s as an immigrant. Uh, My mom was two, my dad was 16. And uh, they came from countries where, you know, women weren't, at the time, as enabled to be a part of their government. And even with my father, you know, he was in the Philippines during some of the dictatorship under Marcos. 
And so there were things that we could do here in the U.S. that my parents kind of reminded me of, that we were in a unique position as a woman to be whoever you wanted to be, and there was no restrictions or limitations. So it was always kind of a fire in my belly at a young age, you know, memorizing the presidents and being interested in civics. And so now we actually get to practice it. You get to go door to door and meet people. You get to go to parades. You get to, um, when you go door to door, you actually realize what issues are important to people. And you realize that you need to be a voice for the voiceless. Um, I'll give you one tangible example that still wrenches at my heart. We were in Middletown a couple weeks ago. Middletown um, is part of my district. And I was walking by this house and this four-year-old girl comes up and hands me a flower. And they weren't on my list, but I stopped and talked to her. And I handed her some literature and she saw on it that I want to talk about and address the drug and opioid epidemic here in Southwest Ohio, which is a serious problem. And the little girl hands that literature to her um, older relative sitting on the front step. Turns out that relative was a 70-year-old great-grandmother, and she has custody of her four-year-old great-granddaughter because her granddaughter is on drugs. And we talked to her for probably a half an hour just learning her story and hearing her pain of trying to keep up with her four-year-old great-granddaughter. And that those are real problems that need solutions, and that's what leaders of character need to do is be out with the people and find out what problems they need solutions to and go to the legislature, go to the state capitol, and fight for those things. And I think for too long, because of the way the districts have been gerrymandered, leaders just think that their party is going to be enough to get them elected, and they're not actually leading all the people. They're just um, appealing to certain special interests. Hopefully that helps to answer the passion side, is that if you show up and if you do the work, that it keeps you motivated because there are people there that need you to be their advocate. Why do you think so many veterans are running for office right now? I think it's really that tangible servant leadership and integrity piece we were talking about. So at New Politics Academy, they are using what they call the Seth Moulton model. I don't. Are you familiar with Seth? I'm not. Seth Moulton ran and, and won for a congressional seat in Massachusetts. He beat an incumbent Democrat as a Democrat in Massachusetts with a message of servant leadership and integrity. And so with New Politics Academy, a lot of us have noticed that there's a real void of veterans running for office. And so many of us have done multiple deployments. I've done five. I have over 200 combat missions. And there are plenty of veterans who've done more time downrange than I have. And so many of us are used to dealing with people from all different walks of life, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, races, creeds, religion, sexual orientation. And frankly, it just doesn't matter to us. They're, we're very mission-driven and want to get the job done. And so when we found each other through New Politics Academy, it was kind of this breath of fresh air that we were fed up with this us-versus-then mentality, and we really wanted to see more people kind of lead in moderation and lead in the middle and try to bring people together. I think one thing that's driven me lately is I'm um, now listening to John McCain's memoirs, and I feel like he's kind of speaking to us veterans from now that he's gone through his book and just reminding us that it's it's about doing the right thing. And if you're brought up as a veteran to serve your country over your party or special interests, then that should be your true north. And I think a lot of veterans are doing that. Um, 
there's plenty that out there, but there's one that's real close to us right now. Her name is Amy McGrath. She's running in Northern Kentucky for Congress. And um, I'm borrowing a lot of things from her playbook because we have similar stories. She played soccer at Navy. She was a Naval, or excuse me, a Marine Corps fighter pilot. You know, I flew in the Air Force. So very many of us have similar stories of servant leadership. And it's resonating with people because people are kind of tired of the same old uh, partisan politics. What's been the biggest challenge that you've faced so far in this campaign? You know what surprised me a little bit is getting flack from both the far left and the far right. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is when you take a position that's a moderate position that seems pretty logical and that's pretty common sense, right? It's a what can really get passed reasonably in a legislature. Being so mission-oriented as a veteran, you kind of know that there's two different camps of people, but what can you really get done with people across the other side of the aisle? And my, my opinion is like, let's get the mission done. Let's do what's right for people, all people in the district. And sometimes you'll have special interests that try to pull you in one direction because they want you to be part of their one single issue. And it can actually hurt and distract you as a candidate. So I think, you know, any advice I have to a new candidate or someone who's considering running is know who you are, know what your positions are, and be willing to stand up for them. And also don't play the game that someone else wants you to play by. Don't get pulled into debates with someone who's not going to see it your way anyway. And don't get pulled into debates even from what seems to be your camp because they also want to distract you and pull you into their single issue. It's, it's kind of a strange place that we didn't expect it. Now, luckily, Leslie and I, when we talk, we find that we can quickly assess that it's a distraction and quickly move past it. But I think that if, if we hadn't trained or prepared for it through all the training I talked to you about, it probably could have bitten us. Because people mm-hmm. like to be distracted by something that fires their emotions. And we're trying to be more kind of analytical and stay on message. That's smart. I, I, thanks. It's it's all because of the training. <laughs> I mean, really, a lot of the training has helped a ton, and being trained by nonprofits has helped a lot because there's no ulterior motive except for to get more women, more immigrants, more veterans running for office versus a very partisan way of looking at things. And so it kind of helps us stay centered when we get distracted. So how can people get involved with your campaign right now? There's a lot of things that folks can do. The biggest thing I would say, especially if folks are not in the district, is to um, be part of us on social media. So um, we're on uh, the website's uh, www.nikkifoster2018.com, and we'd love for people to share our page. I put up a fantastic campaign video that was done by one of our college interns just about my bio. Check it out, retweet it, you know, repost it on Facebook. It's on YouTube. Um, it's really just about getting our message out about servant leadership and integrity and, and, and finding the, the right type of candidate that resonates with many people throughout different generations. There's also a way to donate to the campaign through the website. Uh, it makes it really simple and easy. And if you have any friends or family that live in the northern Cincinnati suburbs or just south of Dayton, you know, let them know about what we're trying to do and accomplish uh, because when you get to know a candidate and they their message resonates with you, it's so much more powerful uh, than simply voting based on party. 
So we're getting close to the midterms. Your campaign is seeing the finish line at the end. What's your day of agenda? So Leslie and I have talked about this a lot. So we've got a, a bunch of yard signs that we've saved up for the actual election day. And we're going to post them beyond the limit of where they can go. So they can go, I think, up to 100 feet. So those are going to be posted throughout all the different polling locations just to kind of get that name recognition. It's tough to get people to vote on the down ballot um, beyond like governor and senator and, and things like that. So it's really just name recognition to get people to finish their entire ballot. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but sometimes there's a drop off on local candidates getting people to vote the entire ballot. Um, so that's part of what we're doing. And then um, we plan to have some sort of gathering, you know, kind of watching the returns the night of. Um, we're hoping that we put in a lot of the good groundwork early on to see the fruits of our labor, uh, you know, kind of roll in on, on Tuesday night. Um, and But we do want to celebrate with a lot of our volunteers uh, because there's been so much grassroots effort really to kind of answer your question about before is like we've, my sister's my designer, you know, Leslie's been our campaign manager and our grassroots coordinator. We've had lots of other Mason moms in Mason, Ohio, helping out uh, get people involved. And so we want people to realize that it we've empowered so many of our supporters to be out in the community. And so we want to kind of reward them for their work and their, and their diligence throughout the time. Um, my mother-in-law is my treasurer. She's been fantastic about keeping the books and, and working so hard. It's just been such a team effort that we really want to celebrate just how our friendships have evolved and how um, effective we've been in such a short period of time. That sounds great. <laughs> I got one last question for you. What is one piece of advice that you have for women who might be thinking about running for office? The one piece of advice is stay authentic to who you are. And this goes for being in business. I work at GE Aviation. I'm a businesswoman. People can tell when you're trying to fake something and it doesn't feel right and it feels it feels forced. So be authentic to who you are. And frankly, having gone to the U.S. Air Force Academy, having been yelled at by six foot five men that play football or having been in combat in Afghanistan and spent seven months away from my 18 month old son having, uh, you know, refueled my husband over Afghanistan, like all these snippets of my life. If you stay authentic to who you are and why you're serving and what your purpose in life is, then you're never going to let the distractions stay for long. Then you'll keep raising money and doing it in an authentic way that you can look back and be proud of the fact that someone like myself is endorsed by the Matriots, which is a bipartisan female political action committee. You can look back and go, yeah, I took money from people who really, you know, resonate with my values and no, thank you. I'm not going to take money from somebody who doesn't. And no, I'm not going to pander to certain groups because that's not who I am. If you stay authentic, any woman who's running, any man who's running to your core values, then you will be fine. And you can look back on your campaign, win or lose, and feel like you've really contributed to your community. Um, and that comes from... You know, our core code of ethics at the U.S. Air Force Academy, it's I will not lie, steal or cheat nor tolerate among me anyone who does. And it really that should resonate through all different campaigns. And if you do that, then you can hold your head high with honor. And that's how I think the political arena should be from now on. And, and many of us veterans who've 
served post-September 11th, know that if you can serve that way, your country, and then in public service, you'll, you'll be okay. You'll be in good shape. And any lady who, whether you've served or not, if you're a teacher or a lawyer or you come from a different background than me, you still know who you are and what your true north is. So try to stay on that and don't let others uh, sway you because of the pressure. Great. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. Of course. Thank you for making the time for us. And that's it for today. I want to give a big thanks to Nikki Foster for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at NikkiFoster2018.com. That's N-I-K-K-I-F-O-S-T-E-R-2018.com. You can also find her campaign on Facebook at Nikki Foster for Ohio State Rep. And on Twitter, she's at Nikki Foster 2018. You can find and follow She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And that's all I got for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.